0: The thing the Lord is doing for us is getting us into many more homes than we would ever gotten into had we been doing church as normal. And so our challenge will be, how do we follow up on that?
1: Hello, and welcome to this episode in our short series uh, of podcasts on outreach within the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Walt Bennett. I'm the president of Organic Outreach International and uh, have the pleasure of bringing into our conversation today uh, Pastor Dr. Jim Kramer, who is the lead pastor of Jamestown First Church of the Nazarene in Jamestown, North Dakota, not to be confused with other Jamestowns that are out there. Uh, Jim was previously, uh, district superintendent, uh, for one of the districts of the Nazarene church in Illinois. So he's been, he's seen things from that level of leadership and now he's stepped back into the local church pastorship. Jim, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you. It's good to be here.
1: So first question, how are you and your family doing in the midst of everything that's going on with the COVID-19?
0: Man, uh. Yeah, it's a whole new world, but uh, we're doing well. Uh, we're doing what they're asking us to do, to be careful and uh, kind of guard and protect ourselves. But uh, I have I have kids all over the United States, and then uh, one that lives with us still at home. But we're doing well, we've stayed healthy. We've stayed well, and we're just trying to encourage and help others. Uh, if you're anything like us, uh, you're finding that you're communicating more with your kids now than you were before this happened. Is right, that- Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're in a lot more uh, online stuff, so it's working working pretty good. Probably keep doing that. Good.
1: So, what are the biggest concerns that you're hearing from your church members in the midst of shelter in place and everything else that's going on?
0: Yeah, uh, for for our church, um, Walt, you're a little familiar with my story. And uh, after I became a super, or after I decided not to be a superintendent any longer to kind of semi retire, but I'm too young for that. I, I went to a small smaller church. Yep. Um, in fact, we're attendance was about 70, I think when I came here and uh, we hit organic outreach hard. Uh, I, I did a lot of training with the organic outreach for ordinary people and then just started the organic outreach for churches. Hmm. And we, we had such momentum. In fact, the church has grown in the last year from 70 to about 120 plus And just a lot of momentum. Uh, Probably the biggest concern I'm hearing is that all of a sudden, it's like everything stopped. And and, uh, the the bigger concern is how soon can we get back together and get on with things? Uh, Because this church was seeing momentum and some energy and excitement that they hadn't had for a while. So, you know, we're trying to work through all that. Okay, how do we keep momentum (laughs) Uh, in the midst of not being able to meet together? Uh, And that's the biggest thing I've been hearing from people. That's,
1: uh, that is great to hear because that, that, that sort of takes care of my next question, which I, I've been asking this series, which is what do you do to make sure that the outreach doesn't fall off the edge of the map? But it sounds like you've got it so firmly placed on the map that everybody's wondering how do we continue to move that forward?
0: Yeah, I think, I think one of the good things I've seen happen uh, because of the training we've been doing is a, a shift of culture, a changing of culture where uh, the culture is becoming an outreach culture rather than an ingrown culture. So the, the biggest things I've been working on is to keep that language uh, in our conversation. Uh, we do the live stream. We've been live streaming uh, before all this happened. But now I'm more conscious, uh, especially at the end of my message, to make sure I explain clearly the gospel. Uh, what it means to be saved, how can you be saved, and even lead people through the prayer. I think I'm more conscious of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then in a conversation with people, we're starting a a Zoom class tonight, a brand new one. I have about 15 people. Uh, A good part of the conversation is how do we continue uh, nurturing the relationships we've been building uh, outside the church and how do we keep in front of us the reality that our one of our main purposes is to bring people to faith in Christ, even when we can't be with them personally? How do we keep that on the table? So we're still trying to work through what all that means and keep the momentum and the excitement happening.
1: Yeah, that's, that is great. Um, so the next question, you kind of fed into this one as well. So just casting around, what kind of new opportunities do you see for outreach today that perhaps weren't there before, at least to the extent that they are now? With the pandemic, do you see new opportunities in this environment?
0: Yeah, for us. Uh, I have the unusual advantage that I'm, I'm back in an area that I grew up in
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, not too far from my hometown, for example. And people know that when I got saved, Jesus really rescued me. And uh, really, uh, Leslie and I have a story of the amazing, wonderful grace of Jesus Christ. And one of the first things I noticed, uh, even when we were live streaming early on, we would have a good number of followers. Uh, but I would say when this, when this virus uh, crisis hit... The number of followers we have, not only on our live stream, but I do a devotion. Uh, I'm doing one every morning now, a live devotion. And we've done different things on Facebook Live and, and, and posting um, videos. But our, our following has probably quadrupled. Hmm. And I'm getting response from uh, friends and people that I've known for years that were not watching our service before. Uh, So I'm believing uh, the thing the Lord is doing for us is getting us into many more homes than we would ever gotten into had we been doing church as normal. And so our challenge will be how do we follow up on that when everything gets back to whatever normal is going to be.
1: And that's that's interesting because we're seeing here at Shoreline Church in Monterey, we're seeing the same sort of thing. We've got a lot more folks joining online. And so our big question is when we come back, uh, how many donuts do we need to have ready? You know, you, you wonder how <laughs> many of those people are going to actually start coming physically. But we started a conversation also uh, last week among our leadership uh, that we may have a number of folks that typically have come physically that now say, wow, I kind of like going to shoreline in my pajamas right. and, and maybe won't come back, which, you know, kind of is a whole different ball of wax, but it, you know, we are looking at is, you know, when we come out of this, um, it, nothing's going to look the same as it did. And we really are not sure exactly what it is going to look like, but we're ready and we're, you know, we'll embrace whatever that is. And you know, for us, it, it's a potential solve for our parking problem. You know, we were running out of places to park and we don't have anywhere else to build it anymore. So yeah, maybe that'll work. We can double the congregation and, and cut the parking in half.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah so know, I, I think go it's ahead. going to be a good challenge to figure out uh, how do, how can we directly connect with people? that may not come to our services every week. You know, hopefully we'd at least get to meet them and see them at some point. Uh, But how, you know, how do we measure uh, what will our metrics be when this is all finished? I think it's going to look totally different than what it has been in the past. Uh, And then find ways not to just have listeners, but how do we really make disciples out of these people that are connecting with our church? I think that's going to be one of our bigger challenges. We're already starting to figure out Uh, to keep how do we keep zoom classes taking place Uh, how can we connect into their lives fortunately for me i'm in a more rural rural area uh we we, we're in a town of fourteen thousand people where people really get to know us well we have a big billboard up uh, an electronic billboard at a main intersection advertising our our live stream and the other churches are doing that also Uh, but to find ways then when this is all over how do we how do we personally connect with these people is going to be a challenge. And I think we're working on that.
1: Yeah. To have real tangible connections. They're not just consumer churchgoers,
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So, so what else, what, what things are you learning now that, that you're starting to apply with in this? Once again, these kind of feed into one another, we sort of opened this, uh, this can up already Uh, doing differently now that, you're saying, hey, this is a great idea. We need to keep doing this even when we come back, that, that this is something maybe we should have started before. And 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 are there any things that you were doing before that you're sitting here now saying, yeah, maybe we aren't going to do that one anymore when we come back?
0: Yeah, you know, I think um, the the... Uh, this church had gotten down to pretty much the bare bones, so we've been adding adding things, which is fortunate for me. Uh, you know, as a pastor coming in, I didn't have to kill a whole lot of things because it was pretty dead when I got here. Uh, and 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 then life comes, you know, life comes into it, and and I don't mean that uh, derogatory toward the people because the people here were hungry and they were ready for something to happen, and that's why I think we gained the momentum that we did. Yeah. Uh, but I think. Uh, Several things were confirmed for me that, that we've been teaching in organic outreach. And one of them is, is that people are open to authentic relationships and many people are hungry for that. If, if we can take the step to build relationships with people, uh, we find that they respond. Well, that's what we're seeing through all this. that people are connecting with us because they're hungry and they're hurting and they're scared and they wonder what's going to happen. So all of a sudden they're looking to a church that maybe they have some confidence in. So, you know, my hope is that we can continue offering the zoom classes. Uh, We will, we're stepping up our live streaming. In fact, uh, we have a brand new more professional kind of camera that, that came today that Mm -hmm. we're trying to get installed so we can have better looking live stream, better looking videos uh, but again, the challenge will be: is is how do we find out who all these people are, and how do we connect with them? Um, one of the advantages with live streaming is they—I I encourage them to respond um, to to let us know they're watching uh, somehow, and then we can follow up on many of them. But uh, yeah. you know, I, I just believe that uh, we'll continue with a lot of the stuff that we've started.
1: Excellent. Well, Jim, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. And it's, you know, it's always too long before we reconnect. So I I appreciate the chance to catch up with one another and and hear what's going on um, out in North Dakota. Um, Not much different from a lot of the other places in the country. Uh, We're all experiencing kind of the same things, just a little bit different flavor of it.
0: Yeah, you bet. Thank you.
1: All right. Well, thank you very much. And for those of you listening, uh, if this is the first of this podcast series that you've heard, I encourage you to go to our website, organicoutreach.org, and check into some of the other podcasts we've done in this series, just talking with pastors about uh, what they're doing to ensure that outreach doesn't fall off the map in this time of dark distractions. So once again, thank you, Jim Kramer. And for all the listeners, we'll catch you on the next episode. All right. Thank you. God bless. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Organic Outreach International's short podcast series on maintaining your outreach focus in the midst of dark distractions. If you haven't listened to the other episodes, I encourage you uh, to take a a look at what we have online. It's a series of six different episodes talking with pastors about how they're dealing with maintaining a focus on outreach in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. Until next time, this is Walt Bennett with Organic Outreach International. Thank you.